Every Thursday, Andy Griffin sits down and hashes it out with the mayors of Southern Utah. What's going on in your town? Find out now. It's Mayor Thursday on News Radio 949, 890 KDXU. Great to be here. I'm Andy Griffin. I'm at Hash House A Go Go. It's a farm food with a California twist to it. If you've ever been here, I really encourage you to come down and try their food. It is amazing. And uh, I'm actually sitting here by myself because uh, John uh, Pike, the mayor of St. George, had to head up north for some family business. And uh, so but he's with us, but he's with us by phone. Mayor, how are you? I'm doing great, Andy. Thanks again for letting me do this. As you said, uh, I've got... Uh, I'm actually my father passed away, and so I'm up here preparing for his funeral tomorrow. And so, thanks for letting me do this in the in a, a nice uh, hour this morning, John. I really appreciate you. It's actually the thanks should go the other way because uh, if there was ever an excuse for you not to do a show, it would be that to have something like this happen in your family. We wish you the best. We're, our, our hopes and prayers and thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. Uh, you know, it's it's something, my parents are still alive, but they're in their 80s, and I know it's not far where I'm going to have to start dealing with some of this stuff, but uh, but hopefully everything's going okay for you, John. Thank you, Andy, and it really is, and I got to be here, you know, last weekend when he was slipping away from us, and those were some sweet, you know, moments and days, a couple of days there, and so, you know, and we kind of saw it coming, and that it, it's never easy, but um, as your parents, uh, you know, my dad was in his eighties and, um, and he was, he was ready to go. And my mom's been gone, uh, for a number of years due to, uh, cancer. And so he, he was ready to go and we, we, uh, have great, uh, faith that they'll be reunited. So we're, we're, um, we're trying to, um, deal with it on our end as best we can and, and, uh, and know that they're, they're happy on their end. Yeah, I imagine the sweet reunion going on right now between those two. That's awesome. Yep. Um, as as a mayor, man, it it has got to be uh, difficult to have to insert some of your personal life into your incredibly busy schedule, especially this week, Mayor. Yeah, it is. This is a busy week, as of course, with the marathon uh, uh, this weekend, and right on the heels of that, the Huntsman World Senior Games, you know, begins literally like the next day. So, so you're right. We have you know our our mayor's walk uh, Saturday morning at seven o'clock at Sandtown, or what we used to be called Bluff Street Park, and that's the last couple miles of the marathon. And we do that and and get a scone and a and a, a juice, and then we welcome across very quickly the the first hand crank uh, wheelchair racers, and and then it's not too long after that that the that the winners of the marathon, uh, the runners, will come across, and so uh, we have a full uh day and and weekend and we have visitors from other countries and states and uh especially a contingency from maybe Gawa, japan our sister city they'll be here in fact uh, we welcomed them here last night um councilman jimmy hughes and our city manager welcomed them for me because i was en route to salt lake so um anyway and then like i say tuesday night next week is the opening ceremonies for the huntsman world senior Games. so just a busy uh, start to October. Busy, busy, busy. Well, let's talk about some of the things that have happened uh, up till now. Uh, sure. Monday night, I think it was Monday night, right? You guys picked a new city councilman to fill in for the late Joe Boca. 
We did, and the council chose Brian Smethurst, and and Brian happens to be Joe Bocut's uh, stepson, although he was never called a stepson. I uh, just didn't want people to misunderstand his his the difference in his last name. But Brian is uh, a retired military and uh, loves our community and uh, uh, loves his parents, obviously, and just really had a desire to step in and complete his father's term. And I'll tell you, the decision was, was I think, tough. I didn't vote because the mayor only votes in the event of a tie. But um, uh, there were 28, as it turned out, 28 applicants who came now, to be interviewed. And is, uh, that, is that more than you were thinking? Because when we had talked a couple of weeks yeah. ago, you were thinking there might be a dozen or so. Yeah, they were kind of, I, I think, slow to jump in, you know, uh, and apply. We had 15 on the final day of applications except oh, wow so yeah we had 15 and then we got 15 more so we had a total of 30 and two ended up dropping out and so we we ended up with 28 um you know i'm not terribly surprised because there's a little precedent for this uh almost six years ago when i was elected as mayor the first time um i had two years remaining in my city council seat you might remember and so we yeah. had the same procedure uh, and and Betty Ariel was appointed at that time, and uh, we had 24 uh, applicants at that time. So I kind of figured it'd be you know in that range. And then, like you say, though there were only you know 12. I think the, you know a few days before uh, applications were closed off, and so I thought, hmm, we may have to you know call and get a few people to. Uh, to just make sure we had a, a good number. Well, we didn't have to do that. They nope. they came out, and there were, you know, really, there were just some really great applicants. I would say every one of them was qualified, and if for no other reason, they were qualified because they wanted to serve. I could really feel that in there. They only had three minutes to talk, but I could really feel that. They... Um, they uh, they wanted to serve, and so it was it was tough. But the council decided uh, uh, that this is this is one way we could honor Joe uh, was to choose his son, and uh, who really wanted to do that and and uh, serve and and kind of uh, pay tribute to his dad. So so yeah, that's what we're doing. And he was sworn in immediately after he was appointed. So. Now you guys, uh, you mentioned that it was it was going to be a tricky thing because you had a, you know, people applying that were were actually running for office still, people Correct. who were applying who had run but you know maybe didn't make it past the primaries. Uh, was it as as difficult and as tricky as you thought, or did it work out where, where things just kind of worked out, Mayor? I think it just kind of worked out. And again, there was no instruction, and the council, you know, really. They didn't have time, and they were, aren't allowed to deliberate uh, behind closed doors. I mean, they're always free to talk to one other council member if they choose to, but you can't have a quorum. Uh, that violates mm-hmm. open meeting uh, laws. And so, you know, they may have talked to each other one at a time, and there's probably some of that. But I'm telling you, as I talk to some of them, uh, just in the course of, you know, uh, regular discussions, I don't think anyone came with a for sure idea of who they would choose. I think they, but I do think they individually felt like, you know, we've got so many good candidates. Um, we're going to figure this out. It's going to be fine. And whoever we choose, um, you know, it'd be nice if it could be, 
you know, somehow separate from the election. And and while, you know, we could have chosen any of those 28, including four who were a part of the, the current election, there were two that had been uh, eliminated in the primary and two that were uh, on or will be on the final ballot. And I think they just individually felt like, you know, let's leave that separate. There are three separate seats to Joe's. You know, let's just leave that alone. Let the voters decide that one. That is their prerogative. Let's the council, you know, choose this person separate and not muddy up uh, the, the election process. I think that was what was in their heads, although they were certainly not bound to do so. I think they just thought, let's keep them separate. So, mm. not, not a bad idea. Now, the new councilman, his name is, I want to say, is Smethurst or Smethurst? Smethurst. It's Smethurst. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of a soft T-H, Smethurst. Yeah. Okay. S-M-E-T-H-U-R-S-T. Uh, there might be an H in there, too. T-H. No, there I, I, I think you've got Hurst. We, yep. got, we all know the Hurst name. I know the Hurst we part. Yeah. Add the Smith. <laughs> yep. He was the oldest son of uh of joe and rowdy bowcut technically the stepson of joe so what and, what uh, did you what and i know you didn't get the vote uh, you would have only voted in in case of a tie but what did you like what did the council like about him that made him the eventual choice you know i think um you know he he spoke about his um his desire to serve and and frankly his history of serving our country, you know, in the military and and how this community has come to mean so much to him, um, you know, over the years. And, and it just uh, we I think, honestly, we probably all saw in him, you know, uh, quite a, a bit of Joe. And, uh, we, you know, it's as important to have someone who has the aptitude um, uh, as it is to, and the, you know, experience in, in life as it is to have someone who will gel and fit with the council. Uh, and we, we felt like, uh, uh that was something we were going to get in spades with, with, uh, Brian. We just, we could, we could sense that he was going to fit in very well and, and continue to kind of be a, a, a similar voice as his father's. And, and again, not that we had to decide that way, but it felt like it, the the best thing to do, you know, given his dad's uh, love for the community and, and desire to serve right up until till his last breaths, literally. So I think that was it. Just a really good fit, uh, good service, a uh, good record of service to his country, and and now you know wanting to serve his uh, his father and the community most importantly. So. By the way, we're talking with Mayor John Pike. He's on the phone with me. He's up in north, uh, sadly planning and putting together his father's funeral. But uh, as John uh, John uh, so uh, proudly said, it you know he served a, he had a great life, and now he's reunited with with your mother. Uh, but if you want to talk with Mayor Pike, six seven three five eight nine zero is the phone number. Six seven three five eight ninety. If you have a question about anything to do with St. George City, uh, you know we'd love to hear from you. I'm Andy. I'm at Hash House Gogo, and uh, Mayor, you know, as we talk about the city council, what do you think are some of the tasks that now we have a new city councilman on there? Some of the tasks that are going to come up in the next little while that uh, Mr. Smethurst and the rest of you are going to have to deal with. What, what are some of the pressing issues? Obviously, recycling is always a hot button topic. <clears throat> yep, um, you know that one. As we talked about last time, it's um, it's uh, that is under <clears throat> excuse me underway. 
our in terms of our new um, recycling uh, provider. Um, they're the ones that are uh, that that collect um, from the uh, kind of the transfer station, if you will. Once it's been picked up from our curbside, it, it's then. Uh, um, placed at what's called a, a transfer station where it can be transferred to bigger trucks and that will be hauled to um, the public services um, recycling sorting facility down in uh, down in the Las Vegas area. I believe it's near Henderson. And in fact, some of the, the members of our solid waste district board went down and uh, toured that site last Friday. Uh, I was unable to go because I was up here in Salt Lake with my dad, but um, apparently it was impressive, and like I say, they have been contracted uh, with us, so it's already you know in the process. They've been for the last six weeks-ish um, designing uh, that transfer station. It's out right adjacent to the landfill, um, and so where we have land, and so they're they're building that now. It'll probably be built actually here in the next uh, week or two, but they've got to kind of fence it just to keep. The, you know all the materials from blowing around so um i don't know exactly when it'll start up yet but hopefully within the next you know uh 30 days might even might even be sooner um uh on days that it's not windy they may be able to dump it there and immediately put it into these other trucks so they're kind of looking at how they can do that but at a minimum they had 60 days left as of a couple weeks ago, to get this done by contract. So we hope they'll be done in more like, you know, 30 days um, from now, and, um, and we'll be back. Right now, you know, it's, it's uh, it, it most uh, certainly today, uh, everything that's being collected, unfortunately, is going in the landfill because they just have to have this transfer station done. The way it was being done before, the provider uh, had it dropped off at their sorting facility up in the uh, original St. George Industrial Park. But their facility is not nearly as uh, modern and uh, um, automated as the one that Republic has. Uh, it will really help us uh, on the whole to make sure we're recycling more and, uh, and have it be more efficient. It's just that it's not here. And that's because it's uh, it was a $40 million facility. So so they bring in, you know, recyclables from, from a number of areas to get there and cost us a little bit more to get there. But, again, we're going to do a, a re-education campaign to try to help people know for sure, you know, what they put in their blue can and what they don't. So that will be underway here uh, very soon in the next, you know, few weeks. So that's where it is. And, um, um, and, and I think I mentioned last time we have about a year and a half left of our contract um, for uh, not only the la the uh, recycling program, but the um, um, trash collection and the management of the landfill. And so what, as we begin, we've already started actually to renegotiate uh, with uh, Republic, who has all those contracts actually now. Um, we are going to see if we can ne negotiate a, a good um a uh, new contract. If not, we will put it out to bid and uh, try to attract people from inside the state and outside the state if we need to. And then we'll see, as do, going through that process, we'll see whether recycling uh, is something we continue to offer or if we change how we do it somehow. Um, I would think that if we do continue to offer it, 
we'd allow people the chance to opt out at that time uh, mm-hmm. if they want to, because the price will no doubt go up because uh, it's gone up around the country and the state. And and um, so that's probably more than I should have said uh, <laughs> time-wise, but, but I want to let people know what's going on. Well, you know, and, and here's my take on recycling. It, I think St. George wants to be part of the solution, not part of the problem, so they're going to continue to offer recycling. We need to be smart about it. And yep. you know what? Quite frankly, if you don't like recycling, if you don't like what's happening with the recycling, uh, you can opt out. There will be an opportunity to opt out of it where you, uh, all right, you don't want to do it, you don't want to recycle, you don't want to help the environment. That's your choice, and, yep. uh, you know, and you'll have an opportunity to not do that. But I think, I think generally speaking, most of us want to help. Most of us want to have less trash, and we want to help the environment and, uh, and leave a better planet for our children in the future. I'm not yeah. saying go overboard. I'm just saying I think this That's is right. a good thing, and uh, and the opportunity is there, and I'm grateful that St. George City offers it, to be quite honest. Well, thanks, and I, and I am too. You know, it's, there's really two reasons to do it now. Um, it's, it's, it's no longer – there's no longer three. It used to really be a moneymaker. It really isn't anymore. So that's not, you know, in all honesty, that's not a reason to do it. The other two reasons are because there are materials that are recyclable, period. So because we can, if it's, again, if it's affordable, we probably ought to just to be good stewards, you know. And, yeah. and, and third, it's to lengthen the life of the, of the landfill. And uh, that's a separate reason from, you know, because we can because they're recyclable. But um, and even though the landfill may have a long life already, you think about it. Uh, our great grandchildren, perhaps, if they have to deal with this, think about it. Where are they going to put the next landfill in Washington County? You know, right? It's yeah. a hard thing to locate. It's a hard thing to find a good place for. And so, so even if it's a hundred or gosh, even if it's 200 years down the road, anything we can do to mitigate, you know, that from happening sooner, you know, and have it last longer, the, the better in terms of cost and low, you know, distance. Cause that's everything to do with, you know, expense. It's how far away is it? What if it's, you know, what if it's out in the cane beds, you know what I mean? And yeah. it could be a long way away. So, so we'll, we'll see um, what we can do, but I'm, I'm with you. I think people ought to have an opportunity to choose. The price will probably be a little bit higher. Some people will say that's still a bargain, um, you know, and others might say, well, no, we'd rather not. And we will really try to look at, you know, how, how to balance, as you said, I think a balanced approach to overall trash management because that's really what it is. It's all, it's all uh, uh, combined to be part of what we call the solid waste improvement district. And, and, um, and there's a representative from every city and town involved um, on that board. In fact, St. George, because of our size, we have all of our city council members and the mayor uh, are members of that board. So it's it's representing the voters, and we're really trying to do that in a way that's responsible and um, fair. And and while we're not actually recycling for these two or three months, I guess it's really three. Uh, when you look back to when we stopped and uh, towards the end of July, um, you know that in terms of what that's costing uh, the 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 uh, average resident, it's about three dollars a month. And so, you know, as we transition to this new provider, even though uh, your recycling is still being collected, it's not actually being recycled. 
but it soon will be. And it's, it's we thought, the best way to keep it going uh, was to start with this uh, Republic, with their facility in Vegas, um, keep it going for another year and a half, and that'll give us time to renegotiate, see what it looks like, see how the market's changing. Um, but as you said, I anticipate we'll still offer that service, probably just offer a really nice window of time for people to opt out when that time comes in about a year and a half. And and, and you said the price may go up, but you know the thing is, I'm you know I, I don't know too many home, homeowners that wouldn't pay even a hundred bucks a year or something like that if they can right. help. If they can help extend the life of the landfill, if they can help our environment, and if they can recycle some things. So, Mayor, we've got to get a break in. It's time yeah, so for yeah. weather. Yeah. So let's let's step aside for just a minute. We'll get the weather on, and uh, and then we'll be back with Mayor John Pike. I'm at Hash House of Gogo. It's a farm food with a California twist. You gotta come check it out. Right right in front of the Red Cliffs Mall here on Mayor Thursday. We'll be right back. Live from the Hash House of Gogo. Here's Andy Griffin. Thank you. We're back at Hash House of Go-Go. I've got Mayor John Pike with me, sort of. He's on the phone line, not in person. Uh, John up north taking care of some family business. But, uh, John, I appreciate you really just uh, carving out a little bit of time for us today and for the uh, citizens of St. George. It's really nice you of you, man. You bet. And, you know, you know, I love your show, and, and I appreciate uh, the uh, citizens having an opportunity to call in. It's a great service. I think that uh, KDXU and Cherry Creek offer, and and uh, and of course Andy, you just do a fantastic job of kind of moderating uh, your show. I just I, I appreciate it. Thanks, John. It's uh, always great to talk to you, John and I. If either of us had any spare time, I think we'd be buddies. We'd be out, out playing pickleball or going to the movies together or something. Unfortunately, yeah. we're both so busy. I don't think you and I ever do anything together that isn't related to our jobs. I know that's we do see each other other places, but it's all related to our jobs. And sometime you're going to have to uh, teach me uh, some of the finer skills of pickleball, even though I I play once in a while. Um, you and I could do that. You could. That's a way we could uh, justify a little bit of uh, exercise and some fun, right? Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely love it. In fact, if you have a free evening, give me a call. We'll make it happen, man. We'll make it happen. We need to make that happen. You're right. So I, I'm, I'm going to commit to that. We got to do that. We'll, we'll, we can always find an hour somewhere, right? So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's better if we can get our wives to come too. You think, you think your wife would, and by the way, I met your wife. I, I think I'd met her before, but I actually talked to her uh, earlier this week. She was yeah, on my show talking about the Children's Justice Center. Yep. Yep. She said it was a wonderful time. Unfortunately, I couldn't hear it, but she. Uh, uh, she said it was great, and she really enjoyed that. And um, yeah, she's doing a great job. That's a tough. That's uh, a tough duty that she and her oh, yeah. colleagues have, but it's really important. So, yeah, I was I was so impressed with the fact that they have uh, all these professionals in place to deal with something unfortunately that happens in our society, and that's the abuse of children. And, and yep. you know, they have to bring them in there and interview them and try to find out what. What happened? And uh, much credit to Christy and her staff there at the Children's Justice Center for the for the great service that they do. Yeah, they do, and 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 again, integrated with them is all of our law enforcement officers, uh, and uh, including detectives and and officers around the county, uh, working together with and with attorneys, and and so that these these. Um, these children that have been abused uh, only have to typically go through one interview, one, you know, uh, videotaped interview 
by a, a, a professional a forensic interviewer who knows the things to ask and not to ask, and, and it just helps in the um, legal process, and they get interviewed in a home-like setting instead of kind of the, sometimes you can imagine for a child especially, uh, scary-seeming, sterile, you know, um, yeah. You know, environment yeah. of a police station or something, and and so it's 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 a great uh, situation to to do that in uh, with people that know and care about how the process goes. Let's go to the phone lines. I'm on with Mayor John Pike on Mayor Thursday. Caller, how are you today? Fine, uh, Mayor. I'm the person that's called you a couple of times about the expansion of Tonquin. And I'd like to thank you for getting behind that initiative and uh, so that the Tonequin could be expanded and also make it a nicer place. Uh, the uh, purchase of that land will give mm-hmm. uh, more serenity to the, the whole yes. uh, cemetery. Agreed. I mean, it, it was, uh, I remember when I first learned we didn't own that property. I was like, what? You know, and so it's it's something, um, you know, that was years ago. But it just when it became available, we we just said we've got to do that. And, of course, we'll be able to uh, extend the um, the reach of the cemetery. We'll be able to have many more plots. But as you said, um, almost as important as, as that is having that berm or at least some of that berm we may take some of that berm down over time but we'll leave that um that uh, barrier if you will to shelter and preserve as you said the serenity of the location i mean that's where i plan to be buried i want to make sure it's a nice place for people to come and and visit and think about their loved ones so um it was expensive but we were prepared to do that we purchased that four acres uh, from the, the current or past owner now it's happened we closed on it it's a, it's finished so we're excited about that well thank you i'm glad to see that uh city government sometimes works in the right direction <laughs> that's right well <laughs> thank you and we do appreciate the input uh, it actually does help to have the support of people to do something like that that's um uh, that's important to us we want to make sure we're doing the right thing by the citizens Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call today. Appreciate thanks. it. Bye bye. Go to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy and with Mayor John Pike from St. George City. How are you today? Doing fine. Uh, Mayor, first of all, I'm sorry about your dad. I know the way it was for me when my dad passed, and he was the same. He was, you know, he was ready to go and, and be with his parents and so on. So it's yep. it's a, it's a sad time, but it's also, you know, a time of um, a reflection where. We all, uh, we all. You're right. We all have to face this day and so on, and it's very hard. And, and I just want to know that. I just want you to know that uh, I feel for you. So, well, but, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. But anyway, uh, what I'm calling about. Uh, it's funny they brought up the subject about the cemetery. So, uh, our old cemetery. Some of those sandstone um, uh, markers are just falling apart, where you don't even know who's buried in those spots. And I was just wondering, is there any, has anyone ever talked about a volunteer thing where they can uh, replace some of those where the families might be long gone? I mean, uh, I was looking at one the other day, I think it was like 1904 and so on. And possibly the people that, you know, their relatives aren't even here in St. George. And I was just wondering, 
if someone wanted to volunteer to replace one of those or pay to replace one of those, could they do that? I mean, you know, I think yeah. it's a great idea. We we have talked about a few things, although um, nothing has gotten formalized yet. I think that's a great idea. Um, one thing that we're looking at doing is uh, uh, starting a foundation, kind of a St. George foundation, where we could have, um, you know, a, a way to help fund some things that are not necessarily government, but that but that this foundation tied to the city government could help by being a funding, you know, conduit at least, you know, right. where we wouldn't fund it, but we could, like you say, if people wanted to help with this thing or that project or the other, I think that's a great uh, suggestion and something I'd like to take to the city council. Um, Cause if we, and we're trying to get that foundation going here soon, um, that well, would what- be a great thing to start with. What if, what if an individual uh, wanted to just go ahead and just pay, pay for the whole, uh, you know, pay for the whole thing? Is that possible? I'm sure it would be. And, uh, you know, I, I just need to talk to um, uh, our attorney, but I'm quite sure, especially if there's no contact information, I think we could probably uh, do something. You know, there's there's another side to this, and it's not what you're you're talking about specifically, but we have really hard water, you know, and right. we're trying to just trying to figure out how we can avoid these things from deteriorating as badly in the future. And so we're even looking at, do we change our water source right now? We're using um, non-culinary water for that. Right. It's, I think it's, and so we're trying to decide, is it worth shifting to culinary, you know, um, uh, doing some things differently. We, we haven't decided that yet, but uh, you go and look at even some of the ones that aren't that old, uh, they're getting pretty affected by the, right. the hardness of the water. So anyway, that's a different topic, but obviously it's what leads to, um, to the, the, you know, badly deteriorated stones. And, you know, as I go to the Salt Lake Cemetery where my mom and some of my grandparents and family are buried, they, they have the same problems. Uh, of course, right. in the older sections. I I think it's a great idea. We really ought to investigate it. And um, I'll, I'll write it down. But if, but if you want to contact me by email, um, I can keep you in the loop. Um, and if you've got a pencil, I'll tell you my email if you need it. Are you ready? I think he hung up, but you can go ahead and read that email. I'll just read it off. It's J-O-N dot p-i-k-e at sgcity.org and anyone can use that of course that would like to and you can find it just on our website but just that way you don't have to go and look for look for me just send me an email but we'll try to keep uh, uh, people in the loop on that i think it's a great idea uh and uh if it's legal we'll find out we'll find a way to do that awesome all right thank you man yeah, meaning if we're replacing someone's headstone, you know, we got to make sure it's not our property. But if it's someone that we have no contact with, I'll bet you we could allow people to do that if they wanted to. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that would be willing to do that. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd even throw in 20 bucks. Me too. <laughs> All right, thanks, John. we got to get a commercial break in. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank Joe Shoney. He's a local mortgage expert serving Southern Utah for more than 25 years. 
He's an expert with home loans, refis, reverse mortgages, all types of loans with excellent customer service. In fact, if you go online and read the reviews, he averages 4.91 out of 5 stars in online reviews. That's just about as good as it gets, folks. Uh, how about this one from Alan in Leverkin? He said, Jonah's team, it was amazing to work with. They always returned my phone calls when they didn't answer. It was the easiest loan process I've ever experienced. They were amazing. I would recommend them to everyone. In fact, he says I'd give them 10 stars if that was possible. You want to get a hold of Joe? It's Joe.Shoney, S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, Joe.Shoney at N-A-F-I-N-C.com. Or you can call Joe Shoney, 435-586-0063. It's, it's Mayor Thursday at Hash House of Go-Go. We'll be right back. Live from the Hash House of Go-Go, here's Andy Griffin. Thank you, and welcome back. It is uh, actually getting late in the hour already, 9.53 on News Radio 94.9, KDXU. This is the Andy Griffin Show. Thanks for tuning in. It's Mayor Thursday. I've got Mayor John Pike from St. George City. If you'd like to ask the mayor a question, we're down to our last uh, six or seven minutes, so it's now or never, 673-5890 is the phone number, phone number 673-5890. Mayor, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the marathon coming up this weekend. Right. Uh, i got a couple of questions for you. First of all, uh, let's talk about, you know, it's one day a year, but there are people who really feel it's a major inconvenience. Do you get a lot of complaints, or is that kind of all passed now and people realize it's just one day a year? You know, we don't get a lot of complaints. We do get a few. Um, mostly, um, frankly, people that are up on, um, you know, up towards Vail and, um you know, uh, uh, Dameron and uh, Diamond, they're the ones that really, they're kind of, they got to have plans, right? They've got to have a, yeah. an escape plan. <laughs> and so they're probably the ones that um, that are affected um, kind of the longest and the most. But but most of them are, are really good about uh, being supportive. And, and uh, we've been doing this a long time, obviously. Um, so, uh, really we don't get very many complaints and we try to do our best to accommodate uh, people and they're, you know, after the onslaught, the original start, there's usually, um, without, with, within a fair amount of time, there are ways, you know, that you can get a, get around, go another way. Um, but, um, those are the main things, you know, down in town, uh, people, you know, we accommodate the traffic pretty well. We've tried to obviously we get them off Bluff Street quickly, as soon as we can, and and uh, get them going through town. And so with a little bit of planning, and we always try to notify people with the signage, you know, well ahead of time, so they they remember. Uh, it still caught me by surprise a few times before I was involved in the city, and so you know you do have to kind of pay attention, just plan your your routes. But um, um, on the whole, we have great support. We have many people that just have a tradition of volunteering at the uh, aid stations um, and uh, different, you know, school clubs and, you know, church groups and neighborhoods, lots of great traditions. Uh, I ran the marathon myself. Uh, oh, gosh, it's been like 16 or 17 years ago. Wow. You can, you can tell because I, I don't run like that anymore, but uh but when I did it, I was overwhelmed. I've just done it once, but I was overwhelmed at the, the the volunteers and just the people cheering you on all the way along. And it's not like they're packed, you know, but even up in, you know, in those rural areas, there are people out there. And, and the year I ran it, uh, uh, it was a particularly patriotic year. It was actually 2001. 
so it's actually been a few more years than I said, um, uh, right after 9-11, you know, and yeah. uh, so patriotic, proud to be an American. You know, God bless the USA was being played several places, and people were running, including myself. I was running with a jersey that said, United We Stand, and it's just, uh, it's a very emotional thing, uh, at least it was for me. Uh, the first time, uh, first and last time I've run a marathon, um, it was really a great experience. And I think a lot of people get into that, whether they're runners or, or their family members or friends are runners. So on the whole, yeah. I think people are, are really good about it. Are you going to be back in town for the mayor's walk then on, on Saturday morning? I am. I'm going to come home tomorrow night. Um, and that's, uh, we'll be finished. And so why not, you know, so we're going to come back and, uh, I'll, uh, my wife and I'll be there at the mayor's walk, and and then we'll we'll go and be at the um, finish line for uh, probably quite a while, and then we'll participating handing handing out all the awards, and uh, have a great day. It'll be awesome. Mayor, I'm going to be broadcasting all morning long from the uh, from the marathon. I'm hoping you'll oh, jump on the air a time or two during the morning, and we'll be able to talk about the incredible event, uh, the Mayor's Walk. Where do people go to uh, get involved in that Mayor's Walk? We're down to about a minute or so. Yeah, just quickly. The best thing is you can if you Google it, you can find it, St. George Mayor's Walk 2019, and you can register online. Frankly, the easiest way is to go uh, – to the the uh, marathon expo which is all day tomorrow at the dixie center it's free just go in there's all kinds of stuff you can uh you can look at or buy uh, it's mostly for the runners but you can go there pay your fee and it's, it's a low fee i forget exactly what it is i haven't yeah, paid it's not much fee. considering you get a shirt no. and some swag yep. and a yep. scone so Exactly. So please come. Uh, it's a great cause. It helps. It's sponsored by the Exchange Club of St. George, and they uh, they help uh, finance things. Uh, they've con- contributed to parks, including the All Abilities Park, Thunder Junction. Awesome. All right. Well, we've uh, we've uh, actually pretty much used up our time. Mayor, look forward to seeing you. Uh, tomorrow and Saturday as we get involved in the St. George Marathon. And, again, I want to apologize. I'll apologize for the mayor about the traffic problem. But, uh, it's only a few hours on a Saturday morning, and uh, uh, I think uh, Tiffany Atkin uh, the, uh, from the St. George Police Department said, well, the best advice would be to stay home and watch a movie or sleep in or whatever on Saturday morning. They won't have to deal with it at all. That's true. And then in the afternoon, really, you can get around. Yep, yep, everything will be back pretty much as normal. All right, Mayor John Pike, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, and again, taking your time out of this tough time for your family to spend some time with us. Thank you, Andy. Great to be with you. Great to talk to you. It is uh, almost nine or almost ten o'clock. This has been the Andy Griffin Show. Tomorrow, open line Friday. We'll take your calls. We'll talk about a lot of fun stuff going on uh, and get you ready for the St. George Marathon and a couple of great high school football games tomorrow night. Thanks for listening. I'm Andy Griffin, live from the Hash House of Go-Go on Mayor Thursday. Good morning, everybody. 